Progressive Voices' John Sinton has written a continuing series called A Turning Point that touches on politics, culture, and media. You can hear the short essays in the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is A Turning Point. Today, sleepwalking. I am not generally a catastrophist. Things are rarely as bad as some would have us believe, and conversely, things are rarely as rosy as others would like to tell us. Now, I'm not Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, but neither am I the eternal pessimist. Even though my politics lean left, I try to keep my perspective in the middle and let the facts in evidence push me in one direction or the other. So, when I say I'm alarmed, it is an unusual day. And that day arrived last week in the form of a Vanity Fair expose. Consider it a wake-up call. It dealt with tiny Priest River, Idaho, where no one gave much thought to the makeup of the school board except to say, thank goodness I don't have to go sit in those boring meetings. The complacent townsfolk sleepwalked through a school board election and came to rue the results. A handful of activists dedicated to the destruction of public education won a majority and promptly cut off funding for facilities, staff and teachers, while reducing classes to a four-day week. The new board wrote out the arch-conservative anti-ed tropes about transgenderism, boys and girls, sports and bathrooms, and my personal favorite, the wholly untrue, too silly for words, litter boxes in bathrooms for students who identify as cacts. <laughs> Turns out it's plenty easy to fool people who aren't paying attention. They say, well, it sounded true. And now the townsfolks are fighting to take their board back but it's an uphill climb. It is harder to undo than it is to do, just as it is easier to fool people than it is to convince them that they've been fooled. Thanks, Mark Twain. It's a timely reminder that our obligation as citizens extends to being part of an informed electorate. It's particularly interesting to see how the former guy is trying to spin the jury verdict in the E. Jean Carroll civil lawsuit. It's remarkable, if not surprising, that even after a total award of $83 million, he continues to defame her. He's been so used to being unconstrained by the consequences of his actions that he seems to think he's still getting away with it. If you weren't paying attention, you might believe him when he says that this is, quote, the Biden Justice Department, unquote, unfairly going after him while he's campaigning to be president. The truth, of course, is that Ms. Carroll filed suit as soon as the state of New York extended the statute of limitations on sexual assault. And that was while Donald Trump was president and well before Joe Biden announced his candidacy. But more to the point, this is a civil lawsuit, not a case being brought by any governmental authority. It's just one individual suing another. In addition to that whopping judgment in the sexual assault case, his company is defending itself against allegations of financial fraud in New York State that could cost him another $460 million and potentially his business license. $80 million here, $140 million there, and pretty soon you're talking about real money. 
Oh, and Trump isn't the only one hoping that we're sleepwalking. The despicable Alex Jones, the infamous proprietor of InfoWars, continued to assail the parents of the first grade victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre, taking none of it seriously, including since a jury awarded the parents nearly a billion dollars. The Fox News Channel thought it could get away with election lies until it ran out of options and paid the plaintiff, Dominion Voting Systems, $787 million rather than going to trial and having to own up to its dirty dealings under oath in a trial that it was certain to lose anyway. Then there's America's leaker, Rudy Giuliani. He of the dripping hair dye must pay $148 million to the mother-daughter election workers in Georgia that he so frivolously defamed. To one, they all thought themselves above the law, let alone decency, and in the end, gravity prevailed. Sooner or later, it always does, even though, like evolution, it's just a theory. There's no mystery as to why Trump primary challengers thought they could defeat him without calling him out. They were just auditioning to be his vice presidential pick. Only Chris Christie had the nerve to start there. Thank goodness Nikki Haley seems to be ending up there. Perhaps too late, but at least she's trying to wake us up. It was, after all, Thomas Jefferson in a letter to Richard Price, who told us that for democracy to survive, it depends on, quote, an informed citizenry, unquote. He went on to say that education is, quote, the great parent of science and virtue, and that a nation will be great in both, so long as its constituents remain enlightened of the facts. So, folks, let's wake up. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton. Go to the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com or the PV app and look for A Turning Point. You've got us 24 hours a day on your mobile smartphone via the Progressive Voices app. This is the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. 